0: Hello, you know,
1: 1980 wants its trade show back. The goal isn't to live forever. The goal is to create something that will. Welcome to Perspective, the podcast for wedding creatives, where we sit down often with a special guest and talk about our many years of experience in the wedding industry. Today, we are doing our very first remote podcast. We have Lisa Devlin, not in the studio today, uh, but we'll be talking to her about the importance of growing as a photographer. Of course, we'll be getting to Lisa's backstory and why she created Photography Farm. However, our aim in today's episode is to encourage you to constantly be looking at where you can improve in photography and business. Today's episode is sponsored by With Jack, but we'll get on to that a little bit later in the show. In the meantime, Greg, what are we drinking on today's episode?
2: Well, this is obviously the first one that we've done remote. Whoop so whoop. here in the cinema office, we've got The Barn, which is a roastery from Berlin. And we went to Laboratorio Espresso in Glasgow Mm-mm. to get this. We did. Especially for the name The That's Barn. Right,
1: the Barn. Because if you don't know, Lisa's online educational resource is called The Barn. So ha ha ha. I like the play on words.
2: Yeah. So that's what we've got here. But what have you got, Lisa?
0: Yes. You're so fancy. I'm not a coffee drinker. <laughs> got to be honest. My husband is. So I just have a big old cup of tea on the go. But I always drink Earl Grey. So that's slightly
1: fancy.
2: Mm. Yeah. That's OK. We'll let you mm. off with that.
1: Uh, uh, yeah. We're not going <laughs> to it too harshly. Don't worry. Don't worry. Uh, i thought you were going to say we're going
0: to have a gin or something so we start with what we're drinking i'm like it's only 10 o'clock in the
1: morning (laughs) well to be honest yeah we have done that in the past so it's it's not it's not beyond us
2: so obviously it's a a quieter time of year for us wedding folk but what have you been up to how's your weekend been (laughs)
3: is it yes (laughs) yes
0: Oh, it's never quiet, never. Because (laughs) obviously, when it's slightly less weddings, then Photography Farm takes over for me. So I don't really Mm. have an official kind of quiet uh, zone, I'm afraid. Maybe there's like one week in um, November. I don't even know. But yeah, so (laughs) I never feel that. Um, In fact, yeah, I shot a wedding last Saturday. I shot an elopement in between um go into a couple of trade showy things and uh, and a social for photographers so um yeah i'd like to say that i am in my quiet season and catching up on all things like blogging and accounts but it's not it's it's carnage here it always is
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah well we've i i feel like this weekend's been pretty carnage for yeah well, so
2: like recently for us there's been a lot less shoots So we've not been out shooting, Mm -hmm. but we're still sort of editing through some of the edit queue, Mm. starting to sort of see the end of that before next Mm -hmm. season, as they say, starts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's been a sort of big social weekend for us. Well, say social. Uh,
1: Social? I've been anti-social. Simon
2: got laser eye treatment on friday oh that
0: explains the stevie wonder glasses
1: oh <laughs> oh you saw I them you were just yeah being cool yeah i've I, I honestly i've had a hellish week the uh okay. the consistent pain and the utter boredom because i mean oh. you forget how often you use your eyes so yeah <laughs> i'm uh still in oh, recovery no. mode but this has been the first day i've so, been able to get out of the house so okay thank you Do you so think much. it's gonna be
0: worth it
1: oh i think so i think so
0: mm, i'm tempted i'm getting to the point where i need my glasses more and more and i'm just like oh it'd be so much easier if i didn't have to
1: yeah well there's loads of different types of um procedures that you can get um mm-hmm. so yeah i think i went for the most invasive though
3: so, so my uh <laughs> just go my, for
1: and and i'm literally i like beforehand i was like totally blind um, okay if like you wonder yeah yeah pretty much i was like minus seven and minus seven and a half in each eye and i had astigmatism Ooh. so i was completely I, I mean really i really shouldn't be working with cameras if i'm that blind <laughs> but, you know
0: you need binoculars not cameras
1: <laughs> i don't know maybe that's why it works so um so good sometimes it it makes it experimental <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: yeah that's all in now that, yeah. that blurry not quite got a subject in the frame that's that's huge this year
1: yeah <laughs> yeah and what have you done this weekend Greg since I haven't seen you
2: I was down in London for my cousin's 30th birthday at a surprise party hmm. so it all went well it was a well-planned surprise he had no idea. Oh, very cool! I've never
0: had a surprise party. It must what? be nice. Um, I've thrown a few. I know. I think this thread and <laughs> farmers started by. I think maybe it was Neil a little while back saying, "I have never dot dot dot." And I just keep thinking of things like, "Oh yeah, I've never had a surprise party." <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, hear that, everyone! She hasn't had a surprise party. <laughs> maybe this year it can be the year that someone arranges for you to have a surprise party.
0: Sadly, my husband never listens to anything like this. (laughs) He never bought that. No, no, not interested. Um, Yeah, yeah, okay. It was worth a try. Leave
3: that out there. (laughs) Out there for
0: the universe. Mm.
2: (laughs) So, for the listeners out there, who is Mm -hmm. Lisa Devlin? Because.
0: Oh, okay. Well, um, so I guess like a lot of your listeners might know me from Photography Farm. Um, that's the kind of people that I'm thinking uh, you've got as an audience. So uh, I am a wedding photographer and I run my own school for wedding photographers. So those are the two main hats that I don and I've been a wedding photographer for um, forever basically. <laughs> <laughs> Longer than anybody else that you know. Um, and Photography Farm started in about 2010, 2011. So that's been going for a while as well. So yeah. Like I said, they both keep me insanely busy. I can imagine. Mm. Yeah. Mm, yes. But you know, it's good. It's all good. I think it's been an interesting um there's lots of um things going on in the industry and it's an incredibly creative and dynamic time to be involved in it. So um yeah, I'm I'm really still enjoying it. So as long as I keep enjoying it, I'll keep going. As long as people keep booking me or keep turning up to farm, we'll keep going. <laughs>
1: yeah. Which one uh <laughs> which one do you prefer to do? Is that like? Is, am I allowed to ask that? Probably not. I probably it's shouldn't like, ask that choose question. One of, choose one of your children. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I, I actually,
0: I, I wouldn't at this stage. Uh, you know, you can never say never, but at this stage, I don't want to give up either because they mm. feed into each other so well. I don't think I can be a good educator without still being a working photographer yeah and also when i you know because farm is very admin driven and i I never set out to be an events organizer that's not my natural forte either so sometimes when farm feels very admin driven Mm -hmm. then it's just lovely to be going you know and simply shooting a a wedding and that's all i need to do um so i think at the minute they're both on a par like i do love doing both Uh and it's it's very different. And then of course, you know, I get a lot of photography farmers who come and help me shoot weddings and that's really nice. Um, and, and I think that's an extension of, of educating people. So, uh, yeah, at the minute it's really hand in hand, you know, obviously when it comes to accounts, they're separated. <laughs> um, but apart from that, yeah, they flow. So I, I think, um, I'm going to try this year cause I've been working a lot on my productivity because mm-hmm. I think I'm a, I'm a natural born faffa i I just get really uh, mm.
3: distracted I'm, and inefficient
0: yeah I think mm. you either are or you're not and I'm just not and I get frustrated because I'm not as productive as I'd like to be so I've been working a lot with a productive um production. Productivity—I can't even say the word. Productivity <laughs> manager, oh, yeah. um, and and looking at maybe separating my days in the week, sort of more formally, to you know, so sort of Monday and Tuesday is mm-hmm. wedding photography day, or Thursday and Friday are farm days. I don't know because at the minute it feels like seven days a week is work.
2: Yeah, um, <laughs> I try. Yeah, I try so to do that with sort of blocking my time and days, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I start off for a week or two, and then it just disappears into yeah. chaos.
3: Mm. Yeah, so I, I like to have a good plan
2: of, yeah, I'm going to do that, but I'm not mm-hmm. going to stick into it. Mm-hmm.
0: I know, but this is it. But I, I mean, I think a lot of being creative is you are quite a chaotic, maybe, you know, creativity is driven by that. So mm-hmm. it's interesting when you do work with people who are non-creatives coming into your business and, and you know, they, they look in the back end of your website or um come across and, and you know look at something you know even your accounts and they're horrified to be like but it makes sense to me
1: yeah <laughs> uh, yes yeah well, that, so what is your system hmm. <laughs> yeah. well to be honest every year i ask greg that what what's our system greg i don't really uh, what, what am i doing <laughs> oh I yeah say, it's okay i know what i'm doing <laughs> so he, he, yeah he's um he, he's uh, more uh on the efficiency side of things and i'm more of the I'm doing whatever I'm doing until We're Greg tells creative Director. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Well, this is it I mean I'd love this is it I think you know in the industry the duos are the way forward they are the future I would love to have a partner in business that, that was here to pick up the slack to you know just uh, on the bad days to be the person that you bounce off to you know be you know, the person that goes you know you go to the pub at the end of a hard day that kind of thing you know it, mm-hmm. I think duos you're really lucky to have someone to work with um, you know especially I mean I imagine with video there's, there's a heck of a lot of editing to do so just yeah all that side yeah. of it. Do you two does one of you do the
2: editing or do you do it together or how how do you separate it's that split. out? So is most of this of organizational and set up stuff I do mm-hmm. and then I hand over okay. that session to Simon mm-hmm. and he does the creative.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So pretty much mm-hmm. you do all the boring stuff. Pretty much. Like the syncing <laughs> of the audio and the in the in the video and then mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you drag in some music that they like and nice. it's, it's
2: a good balance and it works well
1: yeah Mm -hmm. no it it definitely does um because i numbers aren't for me (laughs) like (laughs) if we're being serious no one should let me run a business that's i mean that's kind of it really but um
2: we mentioned that obviously you've been shooting for a long time
1: Mm. what Mm -hmm.
2: what got you into photography at the start
1: yeah when it wasn't cool to be a photographer a wedding (laughs) photographer (laughs)
0: Uh well see when i when i first was a photographer i did music so that was cool ah, <laughs> that's yeah, always okay. been cool
1: mm-hmm.
0: um so i kind of um i went straight from school to I went I came because I originally I grew up in Northern Ireland and I came over to Brighton to go to the art college to do um, the foundation so when you go to art college they don't just let you go straight in to pick in what you know career you want or what degree you want to do you have to do a year of trying everything just in case and it's actually a great idea because I went into it thinking I'd do interior design or textile design something like that Okay. And I came out the, yeah, I came out the other end of my, my year thinking, I have honestly no idea what I want to do. <laughs> um, and, and so I just, uh, you know, I got, I, f- I felt really overwhelmed and, and I was only really young and moving away from home. I was really homesick and everything. And, and I just, the whole year overwhelmed me and I couldn't find my place at all. And so I mm. applied to do fashion and textiles just because they said do that because your work is quite textural. Um, and, but uh, photography was always in the background for me. Always, always, literally. I cannot remember not owning a camera. Um, You know, my dad always bought me little. um Do you remember those little? Di- you won't remember this. You were youngsters, but these used to be these little disc cameras that you got, and they were like in a square, and they they made a circle of teeny tiny little negatives. I think you got like fifteen on a. You know, <laughs> I, do, like, I
1: do remember those. You- yeah.
0: You remember, so I had, a, I remember having a disc camera. I remember having like a little Polaroid that made tiny stickers. I just always had different cameras. Mm-hmm. And then when I, um, when I was eighteen, my parents clubbed together and bought me uh, an SLR. And um, so when I moved to college, uh, you know, I still had a camera, still taking a lot of pictures, but. I always felt I'm not technically minded and I am still not technically minded. (laughs) So I always felt like I really enjoyed photography Mm -hmm. and and had it as part of being a creative, but that I would never get the hang of the technical side. So I never put myself forward to do photography.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, And I didn't do a photography degree at the time at my art college. So uh, it was always just something that I just didn't enjoy and never considered that I was good at. Um, so in, in the summer after I finished college, uh, just to keep a hand in, I did a course, um, at the same college, um, just to get access to the dark room. And, uh, it was a night class that you just paid for. Mm -hmm. And the guy who taught it was working advertising photographer. And he's the first person that ever said to me you know, you, you really have got an eye, you've got a talent for photography. And I was like, yeah, but I could just never get the hang of the technical stuff. And he's like, you can learn that it's just numbers and you will pick it up. And, um, he said, but you can, nobody can learn that eye for light and composition. And Mm, it's a gut thing. And he said, you know, you you have it in bucket loads and you should be a photographer. So I would never, honestly never occurred to me before and uh, i was like oh, a photographer could be cool <laughs> <laughs> so uh, i said i said to him uh, should i you know I'll, okay i'll apply to to do a photography degree and you know he gave me the best bit of it, business advice i ever had and he was like net you know don't nobody will ever ask you if you have a degree in photography he said just uh, what kind of photographer could you be if you could be any at all. Like there was no restriction, you know, don't think in your mind. Oh, I couldn't do it because, and I was like, well, I'd, I'd be really cool to be a music photographer, like traveling all over the world <laughs> and meeting rock stars. And he was like, do that. And I was like, yeah, I'll just do that. <laughs> and, just like that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Just do that then. But you know, it kind of was that easy. Um, uh, he said, you know, don't bother with a degree unless you want to teach photography. Uh, just get your ass to London and start making contacts um doing work experience and just get your face about and and make real life connections with people and and it will come mm-hmm. and and you know and it, it possibly um simplifying it you know there was it was hard work but it did all come um and and it was exactly what I did I got my ass to London and I started to make connections a very tentative sort of P, you know connections that I had with people in the music industry I jumped on mm. I turned I offered you know services for free I turned up I make a hell of a good cup of tea I'm really good at kind of being intuitive to what the photographer needs or you know the client needs and I did about sort of two years of, of work experience as a as a for other music industry photographers. And then one of the guys I was working for took me under his wing and, and made me his his second photographer. So I'd kind of worked my way up from like his fourth or fifth photographer. So he's like yeah. a really big rock rock photographer to being in his um, – he'd never even had a second photographer before he only had assistants, So he was sending me to jobs within two years. So where I would still have been in my degree – I was mm. actually travelling and shooting people, uh, you know, all over the world, and building a really strong portfolio. Mm. And and then, uh, yeah, a year after that, I got an agent, and and spent the next ten years working as as a music industry photographer. So it was really cool. Do you know what? I've got a hell of a lot of good stories when we yeah. go down the pub.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, and it was it was such an incredible education in being a photographer because, and this, this, I talk to people these days who come into photography in the last 10 years and and they can comprehend this, but we had to shoot everything on transparency. Medium format transparency was, was industry accepted. So all of my work was was on transparency. So there was no opportunity to fix anything after you take a picture. Mm. So you have to be a really accurate, really precise photographer, because what was printed was what you took in the camera at the time. Um, so, uh, you know, it's 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 crazy for me to think now how yeah. much, you know, how we can, how free we can be with, with taking our images. But yeah, for 10 years, that was the majority of my work. So it made, it made me a very accurate photographer. And, you know, in the end, yeah, I did get the hang of all the technical stuff. <laughs>
1: Yeah. So do do you think uh, learning back when, you know, you didn't have digital, you didn't have room to take like hundreds of pictures, do, do you think that kind of mindset has served you well? Like moving forward, like, you know, I can, I can get my composition, right? I can get what I need to get in like one or two shots and have it be right, or?
0: It is very different. So obviously when I learned every single picture that you took, so when I was in this process of of teaching myself to be a photographer or Mm -hmm. being on work experience and trying to replicate something that, um, you know, I saw in a magazine or one of the photographers I was working for did, there was a huge financial implication for every single image that you took. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't this snap, snap, snap. So, you know, you weren't, willy-nilly about it I had a notebook and I wrote down all of my exposures because of course when you get transparency or film back it doesn't tell you what your exposure was there's no you know data in the background yeah, so you know nice. I have I have a little yeah exactly no metadata so we had you know I have a little notebook and I'd write down every single shot and write down what I shot it at and then you know learn how to um, shoot in different lights learn how to compose how to do like blur images how to mix different force you know sources of light Mm -hmm. and just yeah it was it you just had to by the the cost of it all you had to really make every shot um Mean that you were learning something, um, so it's just it's just different now. You know, if I came to it now and I had a digital camera, it, you know, it's interesting. It's a very different way of learning. One of my um, daughter's friends is um, has just got a DSLR and and wants to learn, and so sort of teaching her from from the ground up is quite an interesting process because yeah. you know they are just so used to taking pictures on their phones and and editing it and fixing it and, mm. and you know making even at uh, thirteen years old, you know, they're putting filters on to smooth their skin
3: oh yeah oh
0: yeah i know um so it's it's it is it's very different you know i am glad i had that background for sure and it serves me well i am a very accurate photographer is is that a cat yeah that's just a random (laughs) tail i just saw the tail i was like wave across the screen yeah she's got a little bed to sit in here but she prefers to sit on my um so my my you know wake or oh, sit yeah. on top of the Drobo, it's nice and warm. Ah, nice Hums and warm. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Keeping
1: so the, your, uh, uh, goes, your wedding safe. There
3: you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I only ask because <laughs> I'm not. Old lady. I can't fully see yet. So <laughs> that was quite strange. <laughs> oh, no. like, what is that? blur. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I interrupted you. <laughs> oh,
0: see, now she's pressed something on my computer. Okay, we're back. We're back. Yeah. <laughs> technical <What>? hitch. a <laughs> like technical hitch.
2: Yeah. <laughs> With regards to like wedding photography what have you seen change in the industry or in photography since you've started
0: because mm-hmm. there's been a
2: lot All of changes question. even in yeah. the last sort of 2 3 years
0: yeah yeah i mean like i said to you it's an incredibly creative and dynamic time in the industry so uh, yeah it's 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 hugely interesting i still so I shot, I shot my first wedding in 2000 and it was the girl who was my agent was getting married and uh, it, it's funny for me I used to say I would never be a wedding photographer. You know, I remember being at a dinner party and, uh, you know, talking to somebody I didn't know and they said, oh, photography, oh, do you, do you shoot weddings? I was like, no, just shot Eric Clapton and <laughs> being really offended that somebody would assume I was a wedding photographer. Like it was, you know, considered like the lowest genre. Um And uh, so in 2000, when I shot her wedding, I said, I'm I'm just not going to, I'm not going to shoot it like a wedding photographer. I'm just going to shoot it like it's an editorial job that I'm just, you know, having to record your day as a story for a magazine. Yeah. And that's the only way I can think of to do it. But, you know, I will still do family photos and and formal portraits, but most of it, that's what I'm going to do. So, you know, I feel personally, I haven't changed from that in all this time, but the industry's caught up (laughs) because (laughs) in 2000, it was all, uh, you know, it was a very male dominated industry. It was very staid. It was very static. Your photography you received as a couple was very formal. Um, And I feel like a lot of it was still medium format. So cameras were on tripods and then, 35 millimeter came into it and documentary kind of candid, I suppose, reportage became the word. Um, and whatever that means to people, but it meant shifting onto 35 mil. Uh, and, and, and so the photography became cheaper and more dynamic. And so covered more of the day. So that was the kind of initial big change. Uh, and then of course, around about 2008, nine digital started to become the really big thing in our industry Mm. and then the changes that digital photography brought in meant yes, really, really long coverage. So people get in much more of a story from their day and much more into the party than they ever did before. And then of course, any big changes in cameras, I think brings new waves of creativity. And that's one of the things I love about our industry. So, uh, when the, I didn't initially switch to digital when Canon brought out the 5d,
1: yeah, um, I, just I was going like to ask. Was... Yeah, did did you go straight in there, or were you? I remember a lot of people were hesitant.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. because the the images were not. It wasn't great in low light. Mm. It wasn't great on color balance. It was there was a lot of noise. Mm. You did get a lot of dust on the sensor. Um, for me, it wasn't an improvement on shooting on film. And also for me personally, I had very young kids, so I, I just didn't have time to learn digital. <laughs> yeah.
3: Um,
0: You know, so I was saying to people, they'd get in touch and they said, you know, this became the first sentence you heard from any potential client was, can I get all the images on a CD? Um, And I was like, well, no, because I should on film because the quality is so much better and, you know, just like, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) bye. Uh, So I had a couple of kind of years of doing that and my my actual business diminished a little bit, you know, so I was um, suddenly just. I didn't really have to do any work I had an advert in yellow pages I did one or two wedding fairs I uh, always did um, you know real life kind of networking that always worked well for me so I'd be recommended by planners and cake makers and you know I always got recommended by my previous couples and and I just never had to hustle it was honestly so easy yeah and I, you know, and I didn't have to sit here with Lightroom open all week either. <laughs> so I had a cushy, a cushy time of it for the first 10 years of shooting weddings. Mm. And, um and so, yeah, when the digital, you know, I was like, I don't want to be sitting editing. I don't, you know, I don't want, so I was very reluctant and I just couldn't feel that the, the decent, you know, the quality of the images to me didn't look as good. So, so I waited. And when the 5D Mark II came out and I tried it and I was like, "I okay, yeah. Now the things that annoy me about film are the things that um, this camera does really well. So switching color balance, working in lower light. And it was, to, and of course I had to listen to my clients. If they were all saying we want digital images, I had to, to keep up. I had to, we learn photography and become a digital wedding photographer um mm-hmm. so i switched i think in about it was quite late i was quite late i think it was 2010 so it wasn't uh, a super long time ago that i switched to digital
1: so when you moved from analog to digital you obviously had that extra processing on your end so mm. like how did you initially deal with with all that extra workload or did you just <laughs> not have a choice you had to sacrifice your time
0: well, initially I did sacrifice time, but I was also incredibly busy um, mm. and I don't enjoy editing. I just don't. I just yeah. don't. I want to be out. I want to be out taking pretty pictures. I want to mm. be in coffee shops, meeting my friends. Uh, I want to have a life. I don't want to be a slave to Lightroom.
3: Yeah, um, don't so
0: do the video. I wanna... <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll avoid the video then. <laughs> so... I, yeah, I outsourced my editing when I was a busier wedding photographer. So I was yeah. shooting sort of 40, 45 weddings a year. And um, and I, I just trained someone up to edit for me. And, and I've got two Macs and she'd come in and she'd do all of the colour and editing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I don't shoot quite so many weddings now. Um, I shoot between sort of 15 and 20 so it's more manageable. And because I hate it so much, I'm actually a really efficient editor. I'm really fast. Yeah. And and like I said, I don't overshoot in the first place. So mm-hmm. I'm not having a huge mount. I cull and edit at the same time. I don't do a cull and then edit. I just do it all at once in one blitz. Um, And so, yeah, so normally the images are ready a few days after the wedding, but I, I, wait. <laughs> I wait a few weeks to deliver. So you know, that they've got a little bit of a gap and time to look forward to getting them and, and to kind of justify my fees. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, But yeah, yeah, I just, I just hate, I hate doing it so much. So I just crack on, get it done, get it out of the way. And I hate that feeling of not having edited the last wedding before and, you know, shooting the next one. I like it yeah. all delivered and, and done Um or safely online in a couple of places. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's my kind of thought process on that. You know, there are ways of doing it. Lightroom is... Uh, when you first come into it, can feel really overwhelming. Um, Because when I I first go into digital, I used the Mac version, Aperture.
1: Oh, yeah. I I loved Mac Aperture. (laughs) Aperture was great. And then they they, they stopped it. And (laughs) I was like, oh, my God, what do I do with all my lovely, organised photographs? Nothing. I know. Oh. I'm so
0: annoyed. Oh. I'm so annoyed. It's funny, I'm just revamping our online education thing at the minute, the barn. And initially oh, yeah. we had a workflow in Aperture and a workflow in Lightroom because oh. I was still using Aperture. And I just, it was so much simpler than Lightroom. Just a really simple, logical, right. like workflow. Yeah. I know, annoying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've still, I'm still um, got the, the, the old Aperture box I don't know why I keep Mm. it, but just to remember the good days when things were simpler (laughs) in my closet. Uh, yeah, I I
0: feel the same. I feel (laughs) the same. So I I was reluctant to come into Lightroom, I have to Mm. say. But, you know, you can make it work really well for you. And uh, I think there's just a lot of... A lot of things I think, I, I feel like Adobe does this that there are two or three ways to do everything. And it's just not necessary, I don't need two or three ways of doing it. I just need one that works really well and is really obvious. Mm. Um, you know, like if you, we have a lot of people who come to Photography Farm who never, ever have used Photoshop and never think they're going to because it is so overwhelming. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it's such a huge application. Um, So they just avoid it. So they're trying to do everything in Lightroom now. And you you can do most things. um, uh, But, yeah, I just, I've got quite, at the minute, I've got quite an efficient workflow. Mm. And uh, that suits me fine. So I try to free up as much time as I can. But, yeah, I'd merrily donate the whole thing to somebody else. But the minute, it's like, ooh, I can't justify it when I only do 15 to 20 weddings.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I suppose you don't. You don't want to be spending all your time editing because you've got a family. You know, you've yeah. got relationships to to keep up. And mm. I think I know. I think this is something that I'm definitely going to have to nail down. Is uh, mm. speeding up my edit because I'm. Mm. We do overshoot. I would say so. My okay. edit in time is is pretty lengthy, and the video in general is, l- I would say, lengthier to do. But mm-hmm. um, I think this year I'm going to try and master my end of being efficient like that. So yeah we'll see yes we'll see yeah. how that goes it's
0: it's an ever <laughs> ongoing quest <laughs> yes
1: yes yes i think
2: a lot of this of overshooting comes from like most of the time like with photography it's new photographers that come in and they just they have that fomo they're like i need to need to shoot everything and get it and get it and get it and then mm. they don't realize they can just step back and wait for the moment yeah. and that's where yeah. Yeah. education helps it's like all oh, right. I'm allowed mm-hmm. to just take mm-hmm. a minute and just assess the mm-hmm. situation.
1: Yeah. 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 You might be out when, but you do yeah. need to be shooting all the time. Yeah.
0: I yeah. know. I've I've noticed that with sort of second shooters that I've got And, um uh, you know, I don't shoot very much in a ceremony, uh, because it's really distracting for the couple and, and nothing happens. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've got key you've got key moments. You've got, you know, obviously bride coming in, groom's reaction, uh, you know, if her dad is giving her away, um, and then it's it's a lot of just standing and talking or singing if it's church and and there's not a lot visually going on there's a lot you know to do with audio um, but it all looks the same and when they say their vows you know sometimes it, I've had second talkers and they're like shoot 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 and I'm giving the evil eye like, <laughs> because it doesn't translate to a still image. Mm um and there's yeah. no need and, and it's just a whole load more editing you're going to have to do so it's like looking out for key moments and just waiting for them just take a couple of those other things you don't need to and um and just tricks little tricks that people don't know about even when you're shooting groups um you know to, to count your groups in so you're not getting blinkers it's the easiest thing in the world you know you <laughs> just count each group in um i shot a hell of a lot of boy bands in my time so i know how to shoot groups <laughs> 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 um and, and, and you know, and it saves you a hell of a lot at the back end. So I'm always thinking of that, you know, because I've come from having that freedom of not having to sit here editing all week. So I'm always looking at ways to, to cut down on what I'm going to have to be doing in the office and sort of thinking, oh, I'll fix that later, I'll fix that later. Well, I could just shoot more efficiently.
1: With Jack was designed from the ground up and is tailored specifically for creatives. Whether you provide a service like design, development or photography, or offer advice to clients with jack is for you it's focused on creatives insurance shouldn't be complicated so with jack has made every step easy you'll deal with one form and talk to one jack as you sign up get covered and move on with your day with jack is all about bespoke insurance for creatives simple that doesn't mean more forms or faff it means less it's not about endless features and stale service it's about one sold policy and the personal touch. Bye bye unnecessary fuss. Hello creative friendly insurance. Be a confident creative.
2: Photo Farm has been going for what yes. close to ten years now. Is this the ninth year? Did you say? <sighs>
0: So well, I mean, I started to do workshops in 2010 um, in my house, and then we did the first photography farm in 2011, sort of in September 2011. And that's when we first hired the the farm, the place that is our spiritual home, I yeah. suppose, which is, <laughs> you know, really beautiful. And and I, I'm trying to think of ways to get back to. So we need to um, return to farm. But yeah, so we became a photography farm in, in September 2011 and and it's just sort of grown year on year um from a really small residential workshop that took like kind of 10 attendees at a time to now we do a couple of bigger events over the year so we've in a few weeks we've got farm shop coming up which we're doing in London and in Glasgow and the idea with farm shop is that it feels like a workshop so I noticed there was you know in between me doing my first workshop in 2010 and now there is a hell of a lot of wedding photography workshops yep, that you can attend, yeah. <laughs> which is great, of course, but why would people come to ours? So what I thought nobody was doing was um, taking a, a group of these internationally renowned, top of their game kind of photographers and getting them into a room at one time where they would teach a complete workshop. So it's not individual talks. They lead a section each that completes together as a, as a workshop. So if you were looking to either revamp your business or you were relatively new and you were looking to have guidance into how to set up your business and how to shoot and how to manage your workflow and how to get clients and all of those things, you know, that's all covered at farm shop, but from people at the top of the game, and we encourage them to teach a section that's their strength. Yeah. Um, and then the next day they can go out in a small group and actually shoot with these guys and see how they pose and direct a couple how they deal with light um so that was the idea so this is our fourth year I think um our fourth time of coming up to Scotland with it mm. um and yeah so it's in a few weeks and you know I mean I think it's a great format I think it's intense it's a, it's a you've been there it is a very yeah. oh intense yeah. couple of days <laughs> um but I feel it's really good value for money for that there's you know I, I all my speakers I'm always like when I Talking to them about what they're putting in the presentations. Uh, is it is it all killer? I don't want any filler. All killer, no filler. You know, we don't we haven't got time. These people have invested in us and we want them to go away making actionable changes in their business that will make them more efficient, make them more creative, and make them more money. Mm. So that's the idea. It's it's a very complete workshop with people very much at the top of the game. So we get, you know, this year we've got Fergerista from Mexico. Who is, you know, just a phenomenal. Yeah, he's is, He is so, you know. I look at his work and I don't know what his thought process is. And and you know, I feel he very much works in isolation. He's not looking at what everybody else is doing. Everybody else is looking at him.
3: Yep. Um and they just but, they can't uh, keep you know, up.
0: <laughs> no. Yeah. exactly you know it doesn't matter if you copy one of his pictures because he's already 10 you know 10 streets ahead of you so yeah. uh, you know great innovator and such a nice man uh and you know, he makes a lot of time for his personal life and his family so you can be mm-hmm. that level he's got a hundred thousand followers on instagram the dms he gets must be insane yeah must um be. you know yeah yeah i mean i've got Uh, I've got admin status on all of their Facebook accounts. So while we do some marketing Uh and uh, every single day the messages (laughs) come, you know, I don't read any of them, but it's like notification after notification of people trying to get his attention. Yeah. Um, and he's great. He's such a lovely man and incredibly patient. So, uh, and I've seen him speak. I don't know if you've ever seen him speak, but uh like it blew my, actually blew my mind. You know, I think that there's one thing like you can go and watch a photographer talk about their work and you just go away thinking, well, that was, you know, not necessarily inspiring, maybe overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Like I could never be that. You know, like I'm not going to shoot that kind of client. I'm not going to shoot in that kind of venue or location or country. Um, and it, it can be a little bit depressing. You can go home and look at, you know, and think, well, you know, I'm actually shooting at a golf club next week and in, you know, rainy like Birkenhead or something. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, the, the comparison can, can really kill your creativity. So, but when I saw fur, what, You know, what you're seeing in the frame is is so not related to what was there in the first place. The way he frames and he gets the elements down to just two or three key elements Mm -hmm. and brings something out. You know, there was a picture that he shot that I had seen and and I was like, you know, this guy is shooting at such a level, they're going to the Sahara for their portraits. It was like really crazy. Look, They're walking down like a dune. The light was amazing and the couple really glamorous. And, you know, he shows you the pulled out shot in his talk. And uh, it was a garage roof. <laughs> 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 it was like a crappy old garage roof. Ah, I was in like what you know yeah. to that I think that's incredibly valuable when you yeah. go to one of these educational events or conferences to walk away thinking, actually, if I'm clever with my framing or my mindset or the light, where I'm shooting can be elevated and can you know become greater than it looks in real life mm. um so. I think that that, ever since that I've been like, I've got to get him to fall. I've got to get him to
3: fall. Yeah. (laughs) yeah.
2: And this is the year.
1: Yes. This is it. This
0: is it. Yes. Yes. I am. And then, yeah. And then our other, you know, the others that are coming as well, they've all got something to bring to the table that's Mm -hmm. equally as valuable. I think Jennifer's so hot on business. She actually came last
1: year. So you saw her. She was great. So clever. Like her her self-portraits blew my mind. So good, I
0: know, I know, so good, mm. and and just all of her personal projects and how that leads into her main work. So I don't know if you saw a wedding she shot recently. Uh, it's all black and white, and it's it's very. Um, there's a picture of the there's a portrait of the bride in the morning sitting on a chair in underwear, um, in white lacy underwear, and it I mean it sounds like a really provocative image, but it it's sexy, but not in a. I feel like it's been shot for women you know it's uh-huh. um it's more like an editorial, like a fashion picture than right. than anything boudoir-y or, mm. you know, like a man would be, uh, so I feel like, really impressed by. I think it's a very feminine picture. Um, and so how she, you know, I can, having spent some time with her, I can see that, you know, she's thinking cinematically. She's thinking of stories, you know, and she's applying this to her wedding work and um, and getting the kind of client that will get involved with the creative process with her. So mm. I think her work is Really exciting right now, and uh, and and the other one's coming back to us is Jim Pollard. Who, uh, so do you follow Jim?
2: We we didn't and, see his. I don't think we were at the year he was there previously. No, I yeah, think so. so looking mm-hmm. forward to meeting him. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, he is great. He's another one that the way he thinks, you know, he's, he's a fantastic educator. He came from teaching people how to snowboard into wedding photography. <laughs> so wow, really? He gives, he's, <laughs> yes, yes, that's his background. So he's, um, he's got a lot of, uh, he's very invested in teaching methods. And, and that's why I've asked him back because, you know, I just don't want people that are just going to stand up and say, here's my work. Aren't I amazing? And, uh, yeah. thank you and good night. <laughs> uh, so I'm excited about that. And then uh, new ones. So Freudist, do you, have you followed Freudist? Have you listened to our, our, we had our podcast a couple of weeks ago and uh, she's based in Norway ah. uh, and she's a Nikon ambassador and uh, she's another one like me. who has been a photographer for a super duper, super long time. Mm-hmm. So he's seen a lot of changes in the industry Um and yeah. And top of the game really is top of yeah. the game right now. So uh really pleased that she said yes and uh, and then our homegrown talent so i think i feel like i'm uh incredibly uh good at predicting who's on the way up and so are two we've got two duos because like i said the duos duos, are the are way forward. Yep. duos yep. of the future <laughs> so we've got the crawlies and the lawson's nice. who've both won so they've won the crawlies have won uh uk wedding photographer of the year and the lawson's have won uk videographers of the year so yep. i'm just like yeah, I knew, I knew it. I, I could spot talent. Predicted it. <laughs> totally <laughs> predicted that. So I chose well. So I've not met either yet, um, but obviously big fans of their work. Uh yeah. And uh, the cool is, Liam's going to do some stuff to do with family portraits, not just weddings. Oh,
3: no. Cool. And then okay. the laws-
0: yeah, and then the lawsons are. I've asked them because I wanted someone <clears throat> who was who was doing videography, but who photographers could relate to yeah uh so uh, they've really made that transition really well and 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 incredibly booked up you know in the first year of being videographers so they still do both but i I think that's gonna be really interesting to learn from them how they've transitioned and how they've set up those two businesses to run alongside each other Mm. yeah
3: yeah
2: Yeah. we actually worked with them way back in like 2009 or 10 so Ah, i'm looking forward to meeting them again and Catching up.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it'll be good. It's yeah. a. It's, it's funny. We we were asked. Uh, <clears throat> we we're we we're friends with a, an Aberdeen photographer called called Emma Lawson, and uh we we're shooting a wedding. Mm. And she she asked us if we were like, you know, jealous of the Lawson's because they've just they were really great photographers. <laughs> and then the was it the first year they moved to video? Yeah, they were start started winning yeah. awards. I'm like, nah, man, their game is so on point. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm so happy for them because it's their work is great. And yeah. It's cool. Mm.
0: Uh, they sound lovely, but yeah. you know, you're right, Simon, the whole thing, it is a game. And like, I think that's what people don't understand. It's like, you know, you, you, for all of us, you know, there's no, there's no point that you reach that you can just sit back and think that's all going to roll in. Like every single one of us, like whatever level you're at, you know, you're always having to play the game.
3: Mm. Yeah.
0: Um, and And it's funny because I've seen so many photographers now kind of come and go and people who were really hot and now actually don't, even work in the industry anymore because no very few people do a big announcement i'm gonna go that's <laughs> it i'm leaving uh you know you just suddenly think whatever happened to them and mean, like, you know and you look go to their account and it's not there anymore and you're like oh they've obviously completely given up now you yeah. know yeah. such a you know so it's, it, it <laughs> is i think that that constant being on your game thing is is yeah. an interesting yeah. side of what we have to do you need some awards you too maybe i don't know <laughs> we've never yeah.
1: we've ne- never aspired to aim to get an award but I don't know maybe one day who yeah. knows who knows maybe we're just not good enough <laughs> we'll, get there. we'll get there we'll get there
0: as long as you have the love for it still because yeah. oh yeah it it is it, I've seen so many people lose that and and then it becomes just hard work but mm. I think as long as you have the love and when you wake up on a day that you're shooting and and you're not like oh god I'm just looking forward to this being over you know once <laughs> you start to feel like that then maybe there's time to do something else. But if you if you wake up and you're just like you know excited and nervous, like I never, and now even a two hour elopement shoot, I'll never just think it's a breeze. I'll, I'll still yeah. be really nervous. I'll triple check what train I need to get. Um, I, I just really you know really take a while to settle once I'm at the kind of final venue, then I'm like, okay, the nerves can kind of (laughs) slow down a little bit now because I still get really, really nervous. And then, and I just, I just worry like that. I won't be able to do a good job for them. And, Mm. you know, so all of that, like, I think it's all part of, you know, the adrenaline and the love for it and and the excitement and, you know, looking forward, like can't wait to upload and see what I've got really excited about sneak peeking this picture, you know, all Mm. that kind of thing. You know, if you've got all of that, then all that other hard work, is doable but if you don't have that core love for this then it's actually i think it's quite a thankless job in terms of effort that we have to put in Mm. you know because people who see you the guests and the couple they see you turn up and shoot a wedding and they're conscious that maybe you've been paid a lot of money and they're just like well you know just wandering around with cameras <laughs> at a social event, you know? Like, they see, you know, they're drinking, they're having a really nice time, mm. so you're also in that, you know, having a nice time, you just happen to be there with a camera. <laughs> uh, and honestly, people, they do not see... Um, any of all the stuff behind it. So I think it, it feels like a relatively thankless job at times compared to what we all know, which is, you know, how much you have to put into your marketing, yeah. how much you have to put into all social media, you know, how you have to keep on top of all of these things. And then of course your workflow and your editing and not, and then the physicalities of shooting, you know, that as well, you can never have a sick day, you can never have a bad day. You can't bring your bad mood to the office. Nobody's going to pick up the slack for you.
3: Mm. You, know, you,
0: you you always have to be on, you always have to have the best day of your life as well. Um, and, and so I think as long as you still love it, you can still keep an industry, you know, in, in a place in the industry. Um, but yeah, I've seen people, you just tell that there's, there are groups moaning all the time.
1: <laughs> <And> it's like, <laughs> yeah, so, social media brings out the worst in people, I would, I would say, and um, that's where <laughs> see the moaning be- behind those private Facebook groups. But uh, yeah. <laughs> you gotta keep that love yeah
0: for it. it's good you know if you got stress, good to get it off your chest for sure we've all got to oh, have, like, yeah. outlets but i think if, if you know this i do remember you know, the kind of grumpy old man the grumpy old photographer is always moaning about the newbies the weekend warriors and it's yeah. like if, if if that's all you're
1: doing is moaning <laughs> wait <laughs> are, we, are, we about, are we talking about are we talking about neil thomas douglas what's <laughs> uh, I've, had, I've had
0: a word i've had a word uh, like the ratio of moaning to to joy you know you need to so yeah mm. do you need to do you need to pick up your camera does this spark joy
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, uh, you know i think it still does but it's all the other stuff for people like you know yeah. Neil, that it, it just is there's a lot of other stuff to deal with isn't there
2: yeah. oh yeah it's <laughs> has education always been like a passion for you and like wanting to help people to improve is that something that um, was an inspiration no. for farm
3: <laughs> <No>.
0: <laughs> never occurred to me never um i've always had like second photographers and always quite enjoyed having somebody under my wing but um no it never occurred to me the only reason i ever did it in the first place was so when i so i talk about when i you know was hardly any bookings and i'd realized that i was not you know nobody really knew who i was and and all the bookings that I had, they weren't, I wasn't looking forward to it. Like, I wasn't like, wow, that's going to be an incredible wedding. You know, there's nothing wrong with anyone's wedding. But for me, the ideal client, they just have to be passionate about photography. They just have to be excited about what we're going to create together and looking forward to getting their pictures. And, and not like just you get a cake and a car and, and you know, you're all these uh, photographer, you just tick the box and tick yeah. the mm, box. Yep,
3: yeah.
0: um, and I was definitely in, in that I was getting my, that's how my jobs were going. Um, so I, I did have a, a really big audit of everything and I did completely start fresh and I completely changed my business and how I presented myself and I embraced digital and I embraced an online life. Um, and for me, uh, I'd been going for 10 years, um, I also thought, okay, I need, you know, if I worked in a bank for 10 years, I'd have something, I'd have a promotion, I'd have a a, a clock or a watch, I don't know, they'd give me <laughs> something. So I was like, the equivalent for us is that we do enter awards. So we talk about awards quite a lot, don't we? So I entered, the first time I ever entered an award, I entered an award for the British Journal of Photography. And I thought, you know, I'll get on their radar, maybe at some point I'll win, or I'll at the very least kind of learn uh, what it feels like to enter a contest and, and what the thought processes are. Um, but yeah, but I bloody won. Couldn't believe it. Yeah. And uh, with that <laughs> came this deluge, <laughs> absolute huge deluge of emails because my profile had risen. So, it, you know, other photographers getting in touch with me and then other uh, places in the industry getting in touch with me and and talks and sponsorship and things like that. So I started to have, I guess, a profile in the industry. And, and yeah, it was literally taking me to kind of lunchtime to go through my inbox and answer all the questions I was getting in the morning. And I was like, do you know what? Like, is this a good idea if I put all this in some sort of information that we sat in a room and talked about it all together? Would people come? And people yeah. were like, yes, because in 2010, there wasn't a shitload of um workshops that you could go to so yeah I literally did them in my house and people came and that's that's how I started And I thought oh, I really enjoy this like social. you know the social aspect I always learn things and I still do whenever we do anything to do with education so I think it very much feeds back into my own creativity um and yeah I just really enjoy it but no it was never I never had a burning passion to do yeah. it um I don't even know if I'm very good at it but I just I think I like Um, when you see like little kind of light bulb moments in people that you've got into the room and and, you know, afterwards they're like, Oh, I really, that made such a difference to me. And, Mm. and that, um, for me, photography farm has been such an unexpected uh, and incredible uh, thing to be a part of. And I feel very lucky that, that that's happened for me. You know, I didn't even start the Facebook group. That was the first people that attended our residential workshop and I asked to be invited in. Yeah. (laughs) That wasn't my idea. Um,
2: It must be—it must be really inspiring, though, when it, like all the pressure building up to farm shop the events, mm-hmm. and then once it's over, the feedback and seeing mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. of the attendees going and changing their work and improving. Mm-hmm. It must be really inspiring mm-hmm. to start planning yeah, the next exactly. one. Yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. So if, I think every time we do something, I'm just like I spend a whole day in a dark room. Go never again
3: <laughs>
0: because they're exhausting. Yeah,
3: they're can so imagine, exhausting,
0: yeah. and they're so nuts, and there's so much work. But then, the, yeah, the day after that, I'll I'll get in touch with Jillian, and and I'll be like, so what are we doing next time? <laughs> um, and and that's how you know that this year you know the other thing I thought well. There's so many kind of conferency things around now. Like that, that it, but, you know, I feel like you know, I became a wedding photographer, and then everyone became a wedding photographer. I feel like I did a wedding photography workshop, and then everyone did a wedding photography workshop. I feel like I did a you know a conference, and then everyone's doing a kind of conferency camp gathering, whatever.
3: Yeah.
0: And I was like, well, nobody's doing a trade show really well. Trade shows suck in our industry. They utterly oh, yeah. suck. Have you ever been? Have you ever been to one?
1: Once. Can't remember. Yeah. It was. So which one? Yeah. It was. It was across the river. Can't even remember. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It was just just tech everywhere. I was like,
0: "Cool."
1: Yeah. That's it. Yeah.
0: Just lots of gear and just for a creative industry you'd think we would do a really good trade show and and so for kind of years I've been going to them because I've done talks at them or photographer and we had a stand at some you know a couple of them trying to reach a new audience and um gave it a go and but just kept coming home going god these are just so frustrating uh farm we had at the NEC our stand was next to some company that did holidays for photographers where you basically went to I don't know Cyprus or somewhere to took pictures of girls in bikinis. Uh, and, and on the stand they had a poor girl in you know the depths of winter standing there in a bikini all day oh, in, in the freezing cold NEC to advertise the services and, and, and it's like, oh, you know, this yeah. is why is this it's, hello, you know, 1980 wants its trade show back. <laughs> <laughs> so, and and, and I, I would see like people coming back into Photography Farm group afterwards saying, oh, I went to the show and I went, you know, I shoot in duo and I'm the main photographer. I'm a girl and my partner, you know, shoots with me, but these companies would talk to him instead of me and, Mm. or just being really, you know, the whole Nikon thing. Do you remember that a few years ago where all the ambassadors were male? Mm -hmm. It's frustrating because... For our end of the industry, I feel we're on this quite creative side of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that all of that doesn't appeal. So what we've ended up with is the mentality of like, you just, you maybe go to one or you've maybe heard about them, and you just wouldn't go. But actually you're missing out on, uh, you know, connecting with these companies, you know, because the same people who say, oh, trade shows, I wouldn't go to one. They're all awful. And then you see them in groups saying, oh, does anyone know where I can get this style of album or um Oh, it'd be really nice to go and try a new camera system. Where can I do that? Uh, At a trade show. (laughs) (laughs) And and there's a load of free education at trade shows. You know, they can be really good if you can get over a lot of the old fashioned stuff. Mm. So I kept coming home and saying, God, it's so frustrating. Why does nobody do this? Like, well, there's a gap. Somebody needs to do one. Mm-hmm. And I kept saying it and I was just like, all right, I'll be that somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put a trade show on and, and just do one that's, you know, progressive and yeah. just respectful and just not Awful, yeah. <laughs> and you will not have a girl in a bikini to advertise anything. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want, and, and Greg yeah. and
1: Greg can wear. A <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't think well, that's any. I, that's not. That's not better.
0: I look forward to seeing that, Greg. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. How? Uh, just I guess uh, not really related to anything. But how does the wedding industry? changed in terms of like sexism and and that sort of things throughout the years has because i feel like weddings have always been pushed towards more the women but i don't i don't know uh has there been a dominance in like women photographers or male photographers or what's
0: i think my personal experience is that it just goes in circles because when i first got in when i first got into it um you, you know people would be surprised when I was at a wedding that I could operate a camera <laughs> um and you know I had several comments I think at one point I even had uh, a a guy who had a an eye patch on tell me you know oh that'll never come out your flash isn't on <laughs> uh and my my second photographer said to him you've only got one eye and you're trying to tell her how to take a
3: picture <laughs> <laughs> oh Oh, I used to yeah. get a lot
0: of um well intended tips from from guests at weddings like, Oh, you're shooting into the sun, that'll never come out, all that kind of thing. Um, and help with, oh, it looks good over here, you could show, you know, so that's a lot of well, let's say it men offering to help me at my job. Mm-hmm. Um, which was was very kind of them. Uh but yeah, I know what you mean. I think when I, so I think in 2012, I went to WPPI in Las Vegas and I feel like all the big key speakers were women. So people like Elizabeth Messina, like Jasmine Starr. I feel oh, yeah. it was a very, you know, there was a girl called Jessica Clare. I feel like women were uh, very dominant and I feel like men are now. Um, when I go to look at, you know, setting a lineup for any events, I, I seem to be booking men first. Um, and, you know... That is just the way things go. Mm-hmm. They one one goes up, one goes down, one goes back up.
3: Yeah. Um.
0: I That's also cool. feel like, yeah, at the minute there is a lot of really strong women coming back up. Mm. Um. But yeah, yeah. I used to I used to always be most inspired by other female photographers, and right now I feel incredibly inspired by a lot of male photographers. Yeah. Um. The first two speakers that I've booked for Farmers Market in October are men. Um. And I don't, th- I personally just don't think there's anything wrong with that. Of course, I'll redress the balance. And of course, I'm also going to now be talking to women. But I, I I, find it, as a woman, I find it interesting that I can relate to a man shooting something as emotional as a wedding. Because yeah. I do think they do it very differently to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. and I do find that really interesting and fascinating. But I, I, there's room for all of us. I think it's a really interesting, interesting time. And I personally just love these really creative photographers um are probably way more technically minded than me so i find that something like if if i don't understand it i want to know more about it and Mm -hmm. and those are people i want to hear you know i want to i want to sit and listen to them talk about their work Mm
1: -hmm. um well don't don't worry about the technical aspect because there's always a one-eyed pirate you know (laughs) correct every decision that you make so don't worry about it it's fine (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> <laughs> you, I know, you've I, sort of I, I...
2: touched on it already but when you're putting a line up together mm. what mm-hmm. what sort of elements are you looking for is it you so you mentioned the topics are quite important does mm-hmm. like follower count and big name appeal does that have a draw as well
3: mm.
0: um yeah funny i was talking I think this has been a really big topic this week, hasn't it? Did you watch the Fire Island documentary?
2: Yes, I've watched that. I haven't
0: seen it yet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you've got to watch (laughs) it. Damn damn eye surgery. (laughs) (laughs) You have to watch it. Because talk about like a, you know, a modern uh, morality tale. Uh, It's insanely interesting. Um, But yeah, basically the guy spunked all his money on Instagram influencers to make his uh, event look... Really phenomenal and had no money left to put the actual event on
1: yeah.
0: um, you know and, and, and I did sort of feel uh, there's a lot of things you know when you're when you're organizing an event, you're selling something that doesn't exist yet um, and so people are investing in you and and believe that you will produce this thing, but actually you haven't produced it yet. Uh, So with farm, you know, I'd never have gone straight into doing something like a trade show with 40 stands uh, or, uh, you know, farm shop where we have 100 attendees. i would never have gone straight into that. Mm. You know, I've built my way up and and I've made a lot of mistakes and learned a lot of lessons along the way. But yeah, this guy was just, I'm going to put on a 30 million dollar, you know, uh, like music festival on an island that has absolutely no resources in place already. What,
1: what, What is his motivation for doing this? dollar, dollar bills
0: interestingly it wasn't the music festival wasn't the main thing it was all part of an app it was meant to be an app that you could book um artists through uh and they had a huge yeah. team all working on this app and okay. so the festival was like a kind of thing to promote it and was like a side thing uh-huh. uh you've got to watch it it was just absolutely insane um but yeah, so we're talking about, sorry, I've, I've gone completely off track. We're talking about numbers, <laughs> social media numbers. yeah. And uh, and there's also somebody uh, has drawn my attention to uh, an app that you can use to gauge uh, if people have bought followers or not. Um, because we're always sort of cautious when you look at photographers and they've got an, an awful lot of followers. Is, is it true? And, <laughs> and the, certainly you can tell sometimes just by their engagement that they yeah. probably don't have that many genuine followers mm-hmm. but also isn't isn't it interesting that people feel the need to you know we do I mean I personally don't have big social media numbers but I have decent engagement um and and so I've it's it's funny because I've had conversations with brands that I've been working with for farm who up to this point have just been uh you know happy to get involved and now suddenly I'm like they're like well, your social media is much your numbers are much lower than we think they should be and I'm just like well, but you, you know, that's, it is what it is. Yeah. The engagement's good, and you know, it's like, not judgmental. Are we, are we talking- these companies, I know, I know, but yeah.
1: you Size know, I've sort of seen from the other side.
0: Would I? I mean, for me, I do look at them uh, obviously, and I do need people with with bigger numbers to help us grow.
3: Yeah, of course. But it's not
0: the be all and end all for me. So, for instance, the Lawsons, uh, you know, I think a thousand followers on Instagram, something like that. Like, so you know, you put a thousand people in a room—that's a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but in terms of modern day social media numbers in our industry, that, is, that isn't huge at all. Mm. Um, so as videographers, yes, I could have picked somebody with a, a much bigger, but, um, you know, I, I, people do business with people and, and that's what it was. So do I, you know, find things I can relate to them as people. Um, and I think we're kind of on a backlash now from those big social media numbers for anything, mm. um, you know, it's almost going to get to the point where you, you need to be ashamed of your huge following. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: But yeah, no, it, it's a, it's a funny. I feel like that conversation is really all over the place at the minute in all industries. Uh, you know, uh, uh, my daughter wanted to watch a show last night where they put a load of um, people on an island in bikinis and uh, they compete to stay in. It's a reality thing. You know, so one of the girls introduces herself and, and she's like, hi, I'm a social media influencer. Blah, blah, blah. And, oh, that, you know, okay, so that's just, that's your job. That's what you do. um, Yeah, and brands give me things to promote. Okay, but, you know, it's, I don't know. I, it's, I feel like across the board, it's it's a very interesting time and place with social media.
1: I, f- I feel horrible, but when I when I hear that, I, I there's part of me that gets a little bit judgy, as if it's not a real <laughs> job. How, how, how awful as that that's my first thought like
3: <laughs> yeah. i know
1: i know a few instagram uh, influencers here in glasgow it's uh it's bad that that's my first thought so i'm sorry for, i for know but
0: there. i see i you know there's people like um do you know that girl um forever betty
1: oh yeah she's great
0: oh my god i love her yeah i just everything she does i love her so much yeah, yeah. but it's like you know, I do look at what she wears, but it's like, it's just, she's such an interesting personality. And then I just love her, the way she sees Glasgow.
1: Yes. Um,
0: I'm, I'm, you know, I, I
1: look around this day and I'm like, where is all the orange that she's getting?
0: <laughs> how she is has, she doing this? I know. She has this gift for like being drawn to, you know, the orange. And, oh, and yeah, man. She did a post this week about the underground changing. I didn't realize your little underground system was changing. And I was like, oh, that's really sad because it's cha- so cute.
1: changing the, the colors? Is it changing? <laughs> Know.
0: It's all being modernized apparently. Oh. Oh. Um, but yeah, but I think she's great. Like someone like that, you know, it's just great because she just is a really interesting character and personality and a, and a yes. big social media following is mm-hmm. is almost accidental. Um, yeah. but I just love everything that she does.
1: Yeah. This is going to sound but yeah, weird but my, my my favorite thing of hers was uh was a top that she adjusted out of like a large secondhand male t-shirt or something and she put it around <laughs> yeah. her body in a certain way and I was like, damn, you are creative. That is just an yeah. like if that was my shirt, I would have just thrown that away. But you've you've refashioned <laughs> it and turned it into something that looks baller. It's it was very impressive, I have to say. Anyway, by the bye.
0: <laughs> yeah. I feel people like that, like Instagram is just, you know, the perfect platform for people like that. Cause when I go, when you, you know, think about it from the user experience. Like when you pick up your phone and you scroll through Instagram, whether you're looking at the feed or at stories, you know, why are you there? You know, we're there because we're bored and we want to be, we want to be, you know, our attention grab, we want to be entertained. We want to be cheered up. Like the amount of times I pick up my phone where I'm just in a bit of a funk and I'm like, and then you pick it up and it's like people either moan, moan, moan or, you know, bigging up themselves. And it's really joyless. Uh, But, you know, someone like that and you're just like, you know, she never, like, she just always cheers me up. (laughs) 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 so yeah. interesting and bright and and you know there's a lot of people like that you can kind of follow and so, I think as photographers or videographers, you lose track of this um you know why is why are people picking up and looking at Instagram? you know we're all a feel um from conversations and from what people say they want to learn about uh, you know they're like I want to learn how to grow my numbers, and it's like it doesn't matter if you have ten thousand or a hundred thousand or a thousand followers, you know how many weddings do you want to book in? you want to book in? 25 weddings or 40 weddings, you know, so you don't need 100,000 followers, you know, mm. they're not going to book you. So, what are you trying to sell? Well, we're trying to probably sell ourselves as wedding photographers. And, you know, so just I think they're going to it because, yes, they want to see your work, but they want to see behind the scenes and personality. I think we've lost that. Even stories started as that. And now, you know, everybody's stories are like, these are going to be on my latest blog post or, you know, this yeah. is my latest work. And I'm like, If I want to see that, I'll look at your website. I'll look at the main feed. When I look at stories, I want to see you walking your dog. I want to see you having a, you know, a Greg sausage roll. I want to see what you do in the day. I I don't... (laughs) <laughs> i want to see like cat so cat rock and roll bride i think she's very good at on her stories you know so it's very personal her stories it's not perfection at all um you know she has a very genuine very engaged following and it's just because she just is like that like there's no she'll just literally pick up the phone and post something and um and not put a load of thought into it and not be really strategic about it. Um, you know, glasses on, no makeup and, you know, the cats or the house or whatever it is. And you know, it's just mm-hmm. really genuine. So, you know, it's it's worth bearing in mind. But yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. social media numbers.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's another part of going to events that I like is that mm-hmm. some people can look at the lineup and be like, oh, wow, this big name with such and such numbers and they idolize them. But then you go to the event, mm-hmm. you get to meet the people and you just socialise with them. I love that sort of yeah. community element mm-hmm. to events.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah not really. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they're all like that. But farmers, so, you know, we're not massive. None of our events are huge. Um and so yeah, we you know, it just it flows like that. It just is easy and I feel like having done it for a while now that I'm, you know, I talk to a lot of people who go to these things all the time. So someone like Mark Bakura, he's great. He's my go-to guy when I start to plan anything because he goes to every conference in Europe.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: and, and he sees it from, you know, as a speaker or an attendee or a sponsor. So he knows what's good and what's not. So, you know, when I'm looking for all that killer content, he knows who delivers it. Um, and so, you know, and I also want to have people who get involved. So you could start a chat with them either at the event or in the group afterwards. Because you know they're all in the group; everyone's scared of them. Nobody's talking to them. <laughs> 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 uh, but you know they are all in there, um, and and hopefully after we run farm shop in a few weeks, people will feel a lot more like they can just chat to them. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, also you know, but I feel the same. I really look up to a lot of photographers, and sometimes when you meet them you know you're just like so in awe of them and i think it's funny because i think of these guys going and shooting weddings and, and people at weddings don't treat them like that you know <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> we no. put them on stages and yeah. <clears throat> you know when I, I saw uh there was footage so jose villas just shot uh nick jonas's wedding and yeah. uh you know the, like the guys got i don't know 25 million followers or something, um and it, there was some footage of her walking down the aisle. Did you see it? And she had um, this veil on that took 12 people to carry down the veil. It was so yeah. massive. And it's the biggest down, veil I've ever seen in my
3: life. Yeah,
0: oh, it was phenomenal. It was oh very. God. I mean, imagine filming that. You know how cinematic. Yeah. Um, but you, know, you can see Jose running backwards. You know, taking the pictures of her. And, uh, you know, it's just a jobbing, working photographer. Nobody's like, oh, my God, it's only a villa. You know, you just same, same as all of us, busting your ass shooting weddings, you know.
3: Yes. Yeah. Yeah,
0: sweating, walking backwards, doing the walking backwards photographer walk. <laughs> uh,
3: yeah,
0: <laughs> You know, it's yeah. just the same. So it is, it's, it's hard work. So whatever we kind of do at workshops and conferences, you know, relating it back to them just being a guy working at a wedding, you know, a mm. girl just being spoken to by a guy with one eye to yeah. <laughs> take a picture.
2: Yeah. We're all doing the same job.
0: Yeah. 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 That's what I love about farm. It is. And, you know, there's, there's much to learn. Like, we get a lot of times people saying, oh, I'm brand new. Will I get anything from it? Should I come? Or is it all going to be really advanced for me? And I'm like, no, because we will learn from you. You know, we, when you're brand new, like you just, you don't have the bad habits that we have. You're not lazy in some of the ways that we are. Um, I find it really inspiring to hang out with new photographers um, at any time.
3: Mm.
0: And um, and I just think, yeah, you know, if you, it's, it's, it's a really funny, I was thinking about this this morning when I was walking my dog and thinking what we were going to chat about today. And uh, uh, there's no obvious route into being a wedding photographer or videographer. You know, there's no, you don't, there's no courses offered at university. There is generic photography ones, but they're almost a hindrance to becoming a working photographer because they concentrate on the really highbrow stuff and Mm. they don't teach you how to operate a camera. Um, So almost everyone I've interviewed for the farm podcast is the same as me. You know, I shot a friend's wedding. I tumbled into it. I became a kind of accidental wedding photographer um you know we don't uh- other oh, careers are not the same. You don't, oh, well, you know, I was poking around my friend's mouth one day and decided I could be a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, you know, just uh, kind of drawing a picture, you know, I was just looking outside of a, of a house and thinking how nice the roof was. So I thought I'll be an architect. Yeah. You know, you don't, the, you, there's something about wedding photography where people are just like, oh, quite fancy that I'll do it.
3: Yeah.
0: And get some, you know, get some <laughs> cameras. And, but almost everybody has, done this yeah. accidental path into it and just done I mean, it and thought oh, that's really good fun yeah. and, and kind of learned on the job you know
2: mm-hmm. yeah like we followed. just
0: start shooting People- we
2: actually followed a similar path to you not quite as rock and roll yeah. but we studied music technology <laughs> and then
0: okay
2: i shot my cousin's sister's wedding in france and while doing that we were sort of stumbled across a guy called joe simon from america Mm -hmm. and then we're like oh wait we could do something creative in wedding films like it doesn't have to be the boring thing that people expected wedding films can actually
1: look cool so
2: then yeah we started Mm -hmm. thinking all right we'll we'll give this a go
1: (laughs) yeah and then when i well when i got married i i was trying to look for someone to make me a cool wedding film and I was like, man, there's no one around here. Yeah. And I can't, I, don't, I didn't have the budget to fly a fancy American cinematographer over. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it was after I got married that we were like, yeah, maybe there's a yeah. wee gap in the so market we just stumbled here. Into it as well. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, uh, this, the the films for weddings this last year or so. You know, yeah. I haven't seen anyone have a normal wedding video. It's all like big (laughs) production. It looks like it's Hollywood. It's really cinematic. You know, it's like two who came to farm. He Mm. writes a script. Uh, You know, he works on he he storyboards (laughs) with them. It's it's he is. He's 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 on a a different
1: level. (laughs) Yeah, that is next level. (laughs) That really is. It is.
0: Yeah, it is. It is. Um, Did you see? uh, So uh, do you know who Lara Jade is? The the fashion fashion photographer so she's a british fashion photographer but she's really big in new york and um she does a lot of education as well she's lovely but she got married last year and uh, yeah her video you know it's it's the it's really moody it's like them standing in some ferns and it's all like you know really, i just think i just think like what do people's grannies make of these, yeah. <laughs> these videos? Like, why are you not smiling
1: <laughs> yeah i well i've always wondered the same thing you know it's, it was quite trendy for a while to put like Burns over your face, like I'm like, yeah. uh, I can't see your face, darling. What's going on here? The photographer's not very good. Uh, yeah, I've always wondered what older the older generations think about these new video trends and stuff. So
0: yeah, that, but it's it's incredibly exciting. It's it's you know yeah. it is really I think film this last year or so has been uh, just massively inspiring to see and um, yeah, and you know of course you know, we didn't used to be able to share it so well on social media and, Mm. and now all our social media platforms loves videos. You'll get prioritized over all
3: of
1: us. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you still got the advantage on, on uh, like being featured on blogs and stuff. Uh, Maybe Mm. one day we'll, we'll get a little bit higher level, but uh, Mm. yeah, social media has been pretty, pretty kind to to videos so far. Mm. So that's good. And uh, I should say that. you know, for for the our listeners out there who aren't you know photographers but are videographers, you know, mm. filmmakers, filmmakers. Sorry, <laughs> uh, you know, photography farm is great. Yeah, even least... it's not focused mm. on video, mm. but uh, like you said, like last year when you started um, pulling some some video characters out, I was, uh, yeah, it was really inspiring actually.
0: Well, I just became conscious that a lot of our photographers were dabbling with video yes. and um and interested in it And then I just did get like inquiries and people like you guys saying, if I came would the content be relevant to me. And I thought about it and thought, cause we do, you know, work really hard on things like uh, business and marketing and, and directing couples. And so I was just like, you know what, I think videographers would really get a lot out of this and, and, you know, just how you use social media, all that kind of thing is, is relevant to all of us. So we do after that, and that worked, I thought, well, I'll, consciously put that element in each time and, and it's so it's not a dominant part of it but definitely that you will come and you will get plenty out of it as videographers mm.
3: uh,
0: and then when it comes to the trade show so I'll be actively seeking um some some nice big names in videography now as well because I want that to be known as a because as a, of course the photo and videography shows, you know, it's the same. It the video ones are still dated and, and not doing a good yeah. trade show either. So we want to have a really good place for people to come. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's interesting for me. Personally, I was a photographer. I'm not interested in doing both because I can barely cope with one. Um, but uh, <laughs> as an educator, I can see how valuable it is and, and, and the way forward. And, yeah, if I had a, if I had another person, that's what I would be encouraging them to do, to do Fusion. Yeah. You know, I do think it's fascinating. And, of course, you know, that it was inevitable when the camera, you know, when the 5D Mark II came out, Fusion was inevitable. And And so anything in this industry, embrace it and go with it and yeah it's an exciting time i feel like probably the videography has got a lot more uh you know the the speed at which it's developing this year is is faster than photography right now yeah there's a lot of really clever people yeah. going into it and using yeah. social media really well and just yeah making really beautiful work mm-hmm Oh, did you see the film? The Kitcheners did?
1: <gasps> oh yeah, yeah mm-hmm. were, <sighs> I
2: mean, it was obviously going to be amazing, but oh no, they they lived up to what people were expecting. Oh, yeah, no, yeah.
0: they're just so good. They're so good. They always turn me down. We got into farm once.
2: We're
1: trying oh, to get him on just... the on the podcast as
2: well. Yeah, I've I've spoken to Dylan about oh. coming on here, and he's just he said he wasn't he doesn't normally do this sort of thing. But we may get them soon.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They're they're my faves. They're my favourites. They're just so... And they're so lovely as well. They're really Mm. good fun. Um, But yeah, they just do their do, don't they? They don't get involved in all of this kind of thing. themselves to themselves. You know? Yeah. 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 One day. One day I'll get you back, Dylan.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, with that in mind, is there anyone Mm. that you'd... Really want to have on your photography farm roster that you haven't had yet, just out of interest. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anyone that you're trying to aim at? Can you tell us?
0: Oh, you there's people that tell me, like, uh, people tell me down all the time, but I, I would. I would really love to get Nirav Patel. (laughs)
2: Yes. (laughs) Oh, yes.
0: I know, but he just doesn't do anything. None of us can get him. It's not like he's doing anything. He's not. He just doesn't want to. He's
3: really Mm, quiet. Yeah, we've heard that. He just doesn't. (laughs)
0: Yeah, but his work's so beautiful. Mm. Um, I've tried Jasmine Starr a few times for the the business side and for social media. I think she's one clever girl. Mm. I think she's, and she's a a very dynamic speaker and I've tried her a few times. So last time she turned me down. I think it was her her assistant who turned me down last time.
1: (laughs) Ah, ouch, yeah. Well, her Uh, YouTube channel was like shooting right up there. I know. I I, I have a lot of
0: admiration for what she does. I think she's very, very clever.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: um, so yeah, there's, there's a few. There's a lot of times it just that it doesn't work out with timing. So someone yeah. like Fur, you know, it was always oh not this time, not this time. And I just keep going back. Um, somebody else that I uh, have been trying to get, um, I have got for market. So I'm really pleased about that. I'm not. I'm probably not going to announce it yet.
2: Okay, um, no problem.
0: <laughs> uh, but uh, he's he's British. Uh, he's he's got a big Instagram following. Uh, he does shoot weddings. Uh, probably if you saw that uh, film The Kitcheners did, you'd probably figure out who it was.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> I like, I like okay. the teasers. I, I don't a- even want <laughs> to like, hazard any names just in case we yeah. get it right. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, we'll keep it a secret. We'll keep it a secret. Uh, but yeah. yeah yeah. any any uh, cinematographers that you've got in mind or are you still open yes yes.
0: Yeah? there is one that I am going to approach I'm going to approach probably this week so I've literally booked those two kind of big names and, and that's it and then other things behind the scenes have been taken over so mm-hmm. we're currently taking the Farms online education system across to a whole new platform and Very of cool. course that's not been that, that would be lovely if it was just like bish bash bosh but of course it's not like that <laughs>
1: yeah are you, uh, yeah. you going refilm all those videos that you did?
0: A 100 videos?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Um I was wondering cuz that is know, a mammoth task. No, I know. I know.
0: I'd love to, but um you know the content's the same. The content's yeah. the same. All the basics of Lightroom are the same. The basics of shooting are the same. All that stuff hasn't changed. Just mm-hmm. our branding that's changed. Yeah. yeah. Um so the existing content's just it's all been re um like just ordered and some old stuff going uh and and a bit of branding refresh and stuff like that. But no, that's all coming across. So nice. um, I am working on some new content. So we're going to film some new content um, and that's going to be looking at. So I feel, I'm trying to feel like for me right now, what things do I keep getting asked and what things am I working on? Mm-hmm. And the whole DSLR to mirrorless thing. Uh, I feel it's a big conversation in our our industry Uh, I don't know about you guys on the video side but for me Mm -hmm. people just uh, so many people you know ever since I put on my social media shots of me with a Sony they're like are you switching to Sony are you (laughs) switching to Sony and it's been quite a a long process for me because I don't remember but they came to Farm Shop last year Mm -hmm. I'd never um, had the camera in my paw before and I spoke to them and they said you know would you ever consider switching to Sony and I was like nah uh, I'm really happy with my Canons. I, I don't see the advantage. I cannot be asked to learn a whole new system. So yeah. I was initially like, no. Um, <laughs> but uh, never say never because, yeah, I I I just really like the guys behind the company. Um, I You know, 25 years of shooting Canon. I've never met one single person from Canon.
2: It's crazy that. Uh,
0: you know i've never in all the things all the trade shows all the everything that i've done i've never had a conversation with anyone at canon canon don't care about me so Mm. why do i care so much about canon (laughs) so sony was like you know just yeah like i said people do business with people so first of all i really like the people behind it um they're just really uh they're not pushy salesmen. They're just really passionate. They're all photographers themselves. Mm. Uh, you know, we we go for a drink after the trade show finished. And, uh, you know, yeah, everything for Farm has been done because I did it in a in a pub or a hotel bar. <laughs> you yeah. know, we chat. So that's how we do business at Farm. Yeah. Um, so first of all, I really like the people. and then, But even then, you know, they put that camera in my hand and I was like, I don't know how to work this thing uh, like, uh, you know, just, yeah, this Hmm. is nothing's where I think it should be. And there's too many buttons. There's too many choices. Hmm. I just want to change my ISO, my aperture, my shutter speed. I don't know what a frame rate is. I don't care. Um, so I was like, still really reluctant. Um, but yeah, now I'm like, I feel like, everybody wants to talk to me about it. I went to a couple of events last weekend. That's like, you no, know, how are you finding it? And I think a lot of girls are finding that a lot of the stuff around it, or any mirrorless at the minute, is very technically um, based. And so we're be looking at filming some content, which is just like, why even bother? What's the advantage with mirrorless? Like, if you just don't know, um, why even bother? Why would anybody sell their old system and move across? Mm. And then look at the the, the ways of changing and, and how you can, you know, you don't have to be all or nothing straight away. Um, and and look at some of the advantages and then look at kind of some of how to use it. Uh, and, and yeah, and stop thinking of using your mirrorless as, a, you know, a replacement DSLR. Because they are different beasts, so it's like getting into the mindset of using it to its advantages instead of trying yeah. to make it like your old camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, so we're filming some new content with that, um, and just yeah, going back some more our roots. Um, so looking at just literally shooting. So going back to this fifty-two week project, you know, mm-hmm. the project's been designed to challenge you with um, the things you feel uncomfortable with to do with photography. That's why we started with the self-portrait. Yep. <laughs>
3: yep. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and then just looking at you know because because we don't come from formal education to being a wedding photographer and because a lot of people come to photography farm thinking that you know two days intense workshop is going to cover everything that you need to learn well of course we can't cover everything and I also don't know what you know when you come to me so looking at things like the basics so the, the compositional rules. So this uh, like symmetry was last week's theme in the, in the challenge. Yeah. Um, so we're going to do some video work based around basic lighting and composition and, and what you can achieve. Um, so, yeah. So, and we'll see, we'll see. I, I do. I like the barn. I like the online education because I think there's so much content that if you sit and try and do it in a room it's just too dry. You can't take it in. Yeah. You know, if you had to learn how to edit videos by just sitting in a room, watching somebody do it, you, you can't, you can't engage for a whole day of that. So that's why we started the barn in the first place was to teach people how to edit and to do it in bite-sized little pieces that you follow at home on your own computer. And, and you can replay as many times as, as you like. And yeah. so there is this huge resource there now of 100 videos of everything from you know how to sync your cameras with your second shooter or your second camera uh to looking after memory cards and online storage and all of the things mm, you know so yeah, yeah. to to all the way through to your whole editing process and then I drop in things like this is how I edit really quickly I've got a whole workflow called speedy workflow in there showing you kind of little tricks that you can do that just save a hell of a lot of time mm, nice
2: yeah i mean we've we've focused a lot on farm shop but like where where can people get more information on the barn
0: so it's all still on the site the original format is on the site so you just go to the site and you'll see at the top there's a tab called the barn um and yeah couple of weeks time we should be hopefully lifting the whole thing across and refreshing it and it will just be a lot more fun to be in we'll do some promotional work around the relaunch and yeah just have a look at it you know it's always been the same it's always cost the same we started it in 2013 and just yeah the idea was all that content that you, you find really hard to learn in an in-person class um you know so i had an email at the weekend from someone who just joined and she was really new and she was just like oh i'm so glad i found this because you know it just means setting up your workflow instead of trying to figure it all out on your own or a little bit of YouTube from here and from there. <clears throat> I mean, I don't know about you, but I look at a lot of other online learning and there's so much waffle. <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: <laughs> I yeah, just need to yeah. know the thing. I feel like when uh, when YouTube changed the algorithm to less view count, but more the length of your your content being oh, more, uh, more important, <sighs> then people did start to just waffle on for yeah, just to get yeah. people to listen to more. Oh my goodness. For like tutorial videos. You do just want the short snippets. Like, I don't want to listen to like 10 minutes of you waffling. Just tell me what I need to do now. I know, I know, ah.
0: exactly, exactly. So I've been doing, um, so Melissa Love, who does the design space, um, I've been working on, uh, I did her course last week to do Facebook ads. I don't know if you've ever looked at it or ever done it. Um, But like, it's just such a lovely, easy course to to follow because I I don't need to know all of it I know a good lot of it Uh um but I just wanted I think I was just trying to I don't know what whether it was dynamic ads or what there was a couple of things that I needed to do oh yeah it was I had to switch across to the business manager and I knew it was in there so it's just like diving in and then diving in maybe three or four and it's like they're just concise and they're just easy to follow and they're really relatable as girls you know to follow it's just like this doesn't feel intimidating and it's just bish-bash-bosh I can do this and it's done and uh, it, it, yeah there's so much fluff in our industry right? yeah. fluff and waffle <laughs> yeah. yeah we'll start up a we'll start up a, a duo called fluff and, waffle. <laughs> <laughs> fluff
1: and waffle maybe that's a nickname that we can have greg you're fluff and waffle right. <laughs> <laughs> um. Sorry.
0: Uh, I'm going to call you that from now on. <laughs> oh, God, no. Oh, no, what have I done?
1: <laughs> well, uh, thank you very much for talking to us. Before you go, it says on your website, if you ask me, I will tell you the story about how I ended up being on the cover of a Van Morrison album. Can yeah. you tell us the story of how you ended up on a Van Morrison album? Nobody
0: ever asks me.
1: Nobody reads <laughs> my
0: website. <laughs> oh, it's quite a long, it's a long story. It's a story for the pub. I'll give you the, the really short version. Okay. Uh, I was second photographer on the shoot to do his album, uh-huh. uh, and he, we had our call time was something like five a.m. in Belfast in November, mm-hmm. and uh, we turned up. And we waited and we waited and we waited and waited in the freezing cold. So they were doing a video and we were shooting an album. Uh, and uh, he turned up at half past three in the afternoon. What? And, and, I, and this whole set, so everyone, it was the street he was born in. Everybody in the street had removed their cars. They had any kind of modern dressing in the windows removed. So the whole thing looked like the year he was born. Yeah, right. It's all dressed. It took three days to create, uh, and then we're meant to film a video there. And he turned up at half past three instead of nine in the morning. And, uh, and he, he didn't even get out of the car. He just said, I'm not doing it. <laughs> oh. And, uh, we were all, we were all just like, what? I mean, what, what, uh, okay. So what are we doing now? So he just drove off and everybody was just absolutely, you know, pulling their hair out. So then he called the producer's video and said, uh, meet me around the corner and just follow me and we'll go and shoot where I want to shoot. Uh, So I think about, you know, quarter to four, we pull up in this random street and he gets out of his car and they're shooting a video. So it was just one camera guy, the producer, and me and the main photographer. And bear in mind, this was shooting film because this was a while ago.
3: Mm.
0: Uh, and, And we just literally had to walk up and down the street with him and shoot the absolute shit out of it and not get in the background of the video. And, and that was it. He walked up the road and he walked back down and he got back in the car and that was it. <laughs> so he just, he just like, what? Uh, did, what did, is that going to be in focus? Like, who knows? Who knows? Uh, and we all, we all went and got, uh, we were staying in the Europa in Belfast and we went and got and sat in the hotel bar and uh, we were all just like, did that actually just happen? So that's the entire video. Mm-hmm. That is all of the content for his album and his single. That's all. We just shot that now. I think we shot four rolls of film between the two of us. That's about all we achieved. Yeah. And uh, so then everything goes across the record company. And Van chose the pictures. And uh, the the one that he approved for the album came back. And we were looking at it in the office. And uh, we were just like, oh, who's that in the background? <laughs> I was like, that's me. <laughs> so I'm in the background. I, it, it was probably F2, probably shot at F2. So I'm fuzzy as,
3: <laughs>
0: uh, fuzzy <Yeah>. as. <laughs> But that's me. I got like a, like a willy hat on. I'm changing a role of film while also taking a picture like this. Um, you know, <laughs> like just, ah! and there's Van and yeah, there's a guy who was in the JBs uh, mm-hmm. beside him. And then there's me in the background. So that's, uh, that's one of my claims. Of- <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant.
1: Are you, are you in the video as well? Uh, or- I
0: probably am. I probably <laughs> am. A lot of the video ended up being shot with a trade secret with a looky likey. He has a looky-likey who um, works with the, all the time, who does uh-huh. most of the actual work. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah it, it was mostly that guy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, my God, that's uh, hilarious. So Brilliant. It was, it
0: was funny. It was fu- a very um, interesting person. And I'd never been into his music before then. And I, I spent the whole day in the freezing cold, cursing his name. Um, but we also had to go and shoot his concert.
3: Right. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: And, uh, and so I was, uh, I was just, yes, yeah, down the front thinking, come on, then, like. And actually he did really blow me away. I was like, he's insanely talented. I mm. don't know if you follow his music or, you know, he, there was no um, playlist. He just pointed people and they'd start doing their bit. They'll start playing their instrument. Yeah. Uh, he would just make up, you know, what song we're going to sing next, whatever was what he felt like. And, and he is an insanely talented. Yeah. So a I was just like, yeah, you're still a dick, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you are incredibly talented. Um, so yeah that's that's the that's the short version okay like, <laughs> <laughs> imagine the long one
1: yeah <laughs> oh i can't wait till I have to have fo- the four farm we get you in the pub get the full story yeah we'll yeah. go
0: we'll go to the pub yeah sounds <laughs> good i'm well, looking forward to that
2: thanks again <laughs> and do you want to just plug the dates is there still space available
0: for farm shop we Yes, please. So yeah. we are farm shop is 24th and 25th of March in London. And then we spend the next day all getting on an easy jet. I love this. So I get all these international <laughs> photographers and put them on an easy jet up to Glasgow. And so, yes, it's the 28th and 29th in Glasgow. Uh, and yeah, we're looking forward to it. We do still have space. If you're a photographer or a videographer, we'd love to have you there. It's going to be fun. It's two days. You don't have to do both days. You pick and choose whatever suits you. So if you want the full-on workshop on day one, or you just want to come and shoot with these guys because you're already running your business really well, then we do that on day two. And actually, we've got free tickets um, that our sponsors put on some content, and you can come down and see their stands, and there's some really nice companies. And you can get your paws on some Sonys if you want to. <laughs> yep. They're going to bring some cameras. So come Everyone's and go. over. they let you... Yeah, I know. Well, they're great. They'll let you go off and shoot with them and, you know, give them a good going over.
2: Mm. Yeah, we'll (laughs) we'll drop a link to the website if anybody wants to go and check out the tickets. uh, And we're going to be there. We're going to be in Glasgow. We'll be there. Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Looking
0: forward to seeing you both again, hanging out with Fluff and Waffle. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh,
1: I'm totally going to regret that. Uh,
0: okay all right kids (laughs) it was really nice to talk to you thank you
2: so much for having me thank you thank you the link to photography farm is in the show notes or if you want to go to cinematefilms.co.uk forward slash podcast you can get the link there you can find us online at cinematefilms on instagram facebook all those places Mm -hmm. and now we'll do a reviewer shout out Oh, I forgot about this. I don't know why I'm getting at my phone when I've got the laptop right in front of me now.
1: <laughs> uh, Greg's having to do all the reading on today's episode since I'm absolutely blind. I look like Stevie Wonder, Wonder with my dark glasses on. I look really cool. Let's see. We've got so Really many cool. Do you, see, do you think I'll be the Beethoven of cinematography? B- Beethoven, the deaf musician. So I'm going to read out God.
2: Anna M., who's left a review. <gasps> Thank you, Anna. Says in brackets, Origami Fox, who's a stationery company. Ooh, very cool. And the title is, you had me at, what are we drinking?
1: Ah, yes, as we do most people. As we do most people. So
2: she wrote, I'm so glad this was recommended to me by several, that's in capitals, people, just so good. There's a spelling mistake there, but we'll let you off, Uh, Anna. (laughs) It's Okay. (laughs) Um, it's not Greg. Greg's had eye surgery. I don't too. know if We're it's an intentional spelling mistakes. It's actually goof. <laughs> so goof. <laughs> Coffee. Yes. And chat. This is funny, genuine, informative, and just great to listen to. Thanks, guys, and can't wait for the next instalment, mini or full. Well, your review is on a full episode.
1: Uh, obviously, it means the world to us uh, when people leave reviews. Uh, obviously, I, we would encourage people to leave reviews, and you can do that. On It really has to be iTunes, uh, unfortunately. I know, I know there's I know. people listening
2: to Spotify and other podcast apps. If you go to the link cinematefilms.koretik forward slash podcast, you'll find a link to iTunes. Mm-hmm. If you took
1: that time, we'd be very grateful. Yeah. And we'd, uh, we'd give you a wee shout out. But uh, yeah, thank you very much. And I uh, hope you enjoyed the episode.
2: Until next time,
1: enjoy your life.